Welcome everybody to the Nerd Pool Podcast, the podcast where we talk pop culture, pro wrestling, and everything else that's on my mind. So sit back, grab your snack, and listen in as I rant and rave about everything we know and love. What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of the Nerd Pool Podcast. As always, I am your host, the fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me. Yes, it's me. It's JMIE, your 2977th favorite podcast host. And as always, your Sherpa down the road of nerdiness. And today we are taking a trip into a movie franchise that probably shouldn't have been a movie franchise. But with the new release that just came out this past month, we got to get into it. That's right, guys. We are talking about the video game that has become a movie franchise because there are three now, and only two are connected. We are talking... That's right, Mortal Kombat. The video game that came out in 1992 is an arcade game that single-handedly brought us the MPR, MPRA rating, um, the adult parental... Rating for video games is the reason they are around is because of Mortal Kombat and the blood and the violence that came with it. This is the one game that Sega really beat Super Nintendo at. Um, when the Sega Genesis port was made, they kept the blood, they kept the violence, they kept the gory fatalities. Any uh, SNES, Nintendo said, hey look, we need you to take that out, we're more family friendly. They did, and because of that it suffered. Now this game has spawned multiple video game sequels we're up to mortal kombat 11 they have done offshoots some are great some are not so great we have made and found and become known with many multiple characters but the first one we knew of had scorpion uh sub-zero kano Liu kang johnny cage raiden sonya blade and that's pretty much it that was the the first cast that we saw in mortal kombat of course we've added multiple ones over the years we've added you know, Kung Lao and Jax and Cassie Khan and uh, Rain and Smoke and so many other ninjas and robots and other just, you know, fighters. And we've recently, Midway has started adding in multiple um, franchises from other places. We've seen Spawn in it. We've seen Freddy Krueger in it. We have seen recently the Terminator that is voiced by Arnold Schwarzenegger. We've seen Robocop, Predator, uh, Rambo. You know, the list goes on and on of people they have added to this just to add that little excitement as DLC characters have gone. But this has spawned not one, not two, but three film adaptations. The first two, uh, the first one came out in 1995, and the cast had a few characters and people you knew of. And it mostly centered around Liu Kang trying to fight Shang Tsung for his brother's soul after his brother had lost to Shang Tsung and had his soul taken. Um, Liu Kang was played by Robin Shu in that film. That film, while I remember when I first watched that film, it was on pay-per-view back when you had to call the cable provider and order the film. You know, yes, that's right, kids, if you're listening now, it's not just simple as hit a button on your remote. Back then, you had a number. You had to call this number. And they ordered it, and they added it to your bill that way. And it was, I remember watching Mortal Kombat, and I was just blown away. It was so cool. You know, I saw these characters that I had played the video game with, and I just thought it was it was just great. The fight scenes were just awesome. And watching it as an adult recently, I realized how bad the film really is. But it's bad in a good way. It's one of those films that you're so cheesy and so over the top that you, you just have to enjoy. Um... We get, you know, we get references to the video game. We get the Johnny K splits. We get his 
his stalling kicks. Um, we get Liu Kang turning into a dragon. Sub-Zero and Scorpion, I mean, doing what Sub-Zero and Scorpion do. The only, the biggest issue with the first one I had with Scorpion is, we all know Scorpion's uh, main move, everybody knows, is the get over here. Where he throws a blade attached to a rope, grabs you and pulls you to him. In this film, for some reason, it comes out of his hand, which wasn't a big deal, but they turn it into a creature. Like, it's a creature, it has teeth, it zigzags, it moves, it's not a straight line. How hard is it just to take a stupid rope, tie a blade to it, and use that way? Like, I, why, do you have to do some kind of living uh, anapomorphic creature? Like, really? Uh, I mean, this creature hits into a tree and dies. What? Like, it, it's just... it's. Some of this stuff is just so batshit crazy in this, but we get to see as Liu Kang and Sonya Blade and Johnny Cage, you know, they go and they try to fight for the the last um, Mortal Kombat before Outworld wins. If Outworld wins 10 in a row, they get to take over Earth. We can see the movie's cheesy. The movie is, you know, not great. It does not hold up well. But after that, it was a success. Because after that, in 1997, two years later... We got Mortal Kombat Annihilation. At the end of the original Mortal Kombat, when Liu Kang and all them are celebrating because they just beat Shang Tsung, all of a sudden Shao Kahn appears as the giant over the the um, monk monastery, monastery where they're at, and he basically you know challenges them. They get in their fighting zone. We cut. So we knew there was going to be a second one. We get to Mortal Kombat Annihilation. After watching this one, this one is terrible. Like. Again, it's one of those so bad it's good type films, but the CG doesn't hold up, the characters don't hold up, the story doesn't hold up, the acting is just god-awful atrocious. In the second one, I believe there was one character that returned from the original cast, and that was Robin Shu returning, and I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm mispronouncing his name, and if so, I apologize, but he returned as Liu Kang. Everybody else has been pretty much replaced, and we have new characters come in, you know, playing those same characters. Johnny Cage dies within the first few seconds of the first one, of the second one, and basically the second one is them going through Outworld trying to take on Shao Kahn to stop the takeover of Earth as he has just basically abandoned the entire Elder Gods concept of Mortal Kombat because the whole thing was is that Mortal Kombat was, uh, there are different worlds and different realms that fight, and if you win 10 in a row, you get to take over the, the realms. Nobody's ever done it. Um, it seems to be always a problem, but, she, but Shao Kahn just said, screw this, I'm going to take it over anyway. But again, in this one, I think it's funny because everybody, whenever they go to talk to somebody, they can't just walk. They have to jump and do a flip to land in front of them. They do, there's stare downs, there's face-offs. The CG is just god-awful terrible. The fight sequences don't hold up. They're not even, they don't look any what, somewhat realistic. The characters... They use some of these smaller known characters. Um, we do get to see Cyrex. We get to see Montero, which is really, he's a half man, half horse. And his character, you know, as the CG is not really, at this time, wasn't great, wasn't able to do much. Um, we get to see Melina return as Katana has returned. And Melina is her mother. And it's the, the thing, the one, the first time you see Melina is when Katana sees her. And she's like, mother, I thought you were dead. She delivers her line great. Melina, the woman playing Melina, then looks and says, Too bad you will die. In that exact cadence. That is exactly how she says that line. 
It is so cheesy. It is so just god-awful. And it's so hilarious to watch. Guys, it is funny as hell to watch this movie that, again, when I watched when I was a kid, I just thought it was cool. You know, again, it just... It's Mortal Kombat, and it's it's just everything, you know, it's these characters that you see, and the fight sequences, and this is when CG was starting to come around, so the CG looked great to me when I was a child. After rewatching, I'm like, good lord, this is so cheesy, it is such a knockoff. Again, they end up beating Shao Kahn, uh, as him and Liu Kang turn into giant dragons and, and fight each other. That is the final fight scene, and the movie ends. This one bombed, this one did not do well, and... There were talks of a third one, and it never, never happened. Then recently, um, after Mortal Kombat X and Mortal Kombat 11 have come out, and they have taken off in popularity again, I mean, it's two great video games. And the storylines in those are fantastic storylines. They are fantastic storylines. And you could adapt ones like that to a movie. Get the people who write the storylines for the video games to the movie, and you could have a great movie. Uh, it was supposed to, this one was supposed to come out last year, it was pushed back due to COVID restrictions, as always, it has been released in theaters, and on HBO Max, you can watch it for the first month, until the, uh, 20-something of May, you can watch it, and we're, we're just, you know, getting into it now, this one, let me get right off the bat and say this, this is, uh, every character in this, there is no actors in this that I knew, um, the, the, everybody just seemed, they were all, you know, no-name actors or maybe small-name actors that I just didn't recognize, and, you know, that's how they wanted to go. They, I guess they didn't want anybody to overshadow anybody or put any huge names in it. They kind of wanted to get people their their own, you know, aspect in it. Um, this one centers around Cole Young, which is a character they made specifically for the film. He's not in the Mortal Kombat franchise. They specifically made him to basically be the guy that you learn with, and like, he's he's learning about Mortal Kombat, he's learning what this is, you know, while the rest of them kind of have general ideas or in a, in a world, this centers around him, and a lot of people have had a complaint about that because he wasn't a part of it, you know, you're taking away a character that we could have known, it is what it is, we find out in the very first seven minutes of the film, we see um, Sub-Zero defeat Scorpion and kill Scorpion before they were Sub-Zero or Scorpion, in a very brutal scene and fight scene. the This one's rated R. The other one's rated PG-13. These are brutal. Like, the fatalities in this are wicked. They are legitimately, they, they hold true to the video game. And that's what we wanted. You know, when you watch a Mortal Kombat movie, you want to see the, the brutality that comes with it. You want to see the fatalities, the blood, the guts, the spines being ripped out, the, you know, people getting cut in half. This is the kind of things you want in a Mortal Kombat movie, and they gave it to us in this. The storyline of this is, basically, you are born with a the dragon mark as a birthmark. That means that you are chosen to fight the, you know, for the realms and fight for Earth in the Mortal Kombat. There, now, besides being born with it, you can kill someone with the mark, and then you receive the mark. So, let's basically say this. If one of our, if you had a mark and then got into a fight and someone killed you, they would then get the mark and be able to fight for the, you know, Mortal Kombat. Great concept, bad premise, bad execution, because it really makes no sense. Um, if you're driving down, if, if you're walking, if you're a, you know, chosen one and you're walking down the street and a... You know, elderly person, a child, whatever, a drunk driver, whatever, runs you over with their car and kills you. 
that person then is chosen to fight in Mortal Kombat. So you would have an elderly, let's say an 80-year-old person just makes a mistake, or you were whatever, and it hits you with their car and kills you in an accident. So this 80-year-old person is now going to have to fight in Mortal Kombat. You see where, where that kind of goes away from it? Now, Sonya Blade and Jax in this have kind of figured out what Mortal Kombat is. Jax has the mark after killing somebody in Brazil. Uh, Sonya Blade does not have the mark. She has found the only character in this that is that is good. Now, apparently, this the guy playing it, uh, John Lawson, I believe his name is, has done other stuff. I mean, so he, people might know him. But let's just get into the characters real quick. Um... We have Cole Young, Kano, Liu Kang. We have Kung Lao, Raiden, Jax, uh, Sonya Blade, if I didn't mention her. We have Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Cabal. We have a, a an eclectic group of characters you see in the thin throughout the film. Now, the issue I have is I don't like the casting of a lot of these. Sub-Zero's casting wasn't bad. He doesn't talk. Yeah, the guy that played Scorpion isn't bad casting, he doesn't really talk. However, we'll get into what they should have done with Scorpion later on. And then, the only one that really stands out, the only casting that just was great, was Kano. Kano was a fun character. He's a jackass, he's a smartass, he's funny, he's great acting. Everybody else is just kind of there. Their character really doesn't have a development, and this is one of those films where I get a lot of people don't think that the character, you know, we're there for the fight scenes. It's kind of like Godzilla vs. King Kong in that aspect. We're there for the fight scenes. We're there for the fatality. We're there for the brutality. We get all that. However, Mortal Kombat is storyline driven in the video games. So you kind of want a story that tells you who everybody is and kind of gives you an arc of who they are and their character type. You don't really get it. This film isn't great. Um, I do think the fight scenes and the fatality kind of bring it up. And Kano is just great. Everybody else is kind of just there. Their, you know, their dialogue isn't that isn't that great. It's not given with a lot of oomph. Uh, the guy that plays Raiden has no charisma, and I get that Raiden is supposed to be the the god of thunder, and we're not talking Thor. Um, so he's there to save Earthrealm. He doesn't have a huge huge role in this film. However, the guy playing him just he doesn't have. I don't know what I want from Raiden, but I know it's not that. I know it's not the guy that's just there, and the way he speaks is just like condescending, and the way he speaks is so robotic. And I guess because he's a god, that's why they pictured him to speak. But he could have some kind of charisma. It's just the the way he he portrays himself, the way it's portrayed, it's just not fun. Liu Kang has none of the charisma that he did in the original ones, you know, in the original movies. Liu Kang is just there. He he looks kind of. He's kind of smallish, which isn't a big deal because Liu Kang was never big in the video games. But he just doesn't have that je ne sais quoi. Kong Lao's the same way. Sonya Blade. The nobody has that. Nobody has that it factor and that wow factor that brings me into their character and draws me in. Besides Kano, Kano was great casting. It was a great character, and he just really brought his own power to that role and he brought his his own his own way of speaking his way of talking he, he he just he brought that character to life the rest of them just seem like they're kind of saying lines um and we figure out that they're the way that they get their powers is 
from something called Kana, Kana, Kwana, whatever the hell it is. Uh, basically, you have to get your ass kicked in Raiden's Temple to unlock your your superpower. Kano gets his eye laser beam from this when they're making fun of him for not giving him an egg roll at dinner. And I'm not joking, that's exactly how he does it. Uh, Cole Young, Cole Young's whole character thing is, he is the offspring of Scorpion. Sub-Zero killed Scorpion's clan, the Shinryu, you know, um, back 200 years ago. He thought that he had killed him, his entire bloodline. Scorpion's wife had hid their baby, their infant child. Raiden finds it, brings it, and is raised, and then that ends up being Cole Young's, uh, great-grandmother or whatever. So Cole Young is a descendant of Scorpion. The entire time he's seen Scorpion in his visions and in the mirror, he just has these flashes of it. So we all think it's leading to Cole Young becoming Scorpion. We all believe that this is where it's leading. And this would be the logical point of saying he killed my entire family when you find out this is what, what we're leading to is Cole Young becoming Scorpion. I would have been fine with that. No, no, we don't get that. Cole Young gets his uh, whatever power, and it's just a gold armor that can absorb blows, and he's got two blades. It looks dumb. It is not a cool-looking suit at all. It would have been different if he looked awesome. He doesn't look awesome. He looks he looks dumb. He looks dumb. But they gave him that... Um, Jax loses his arms in a cool way as Sub-Zero, spoiler alert, freezes his arms, breaks them off, and basically kills him, or thinking he's killed, leaves him. Raiden finds him, and they give him metal arms that look kind of like um, the T-100 arm from Terminator. He's weak, he doesn't know how to control them, and it is funny because the CG is terrible on this. When he's got his small arms, the CG is god-awful. You can just tell it looks so fake, it looks so forced. It is not not to the aspects of what 2021 CG should look like. It is just bad. Then when he gets his superpowers, his arms become the Jack's arms that we know, which makes no sense that his superpower would just be bigger robot arms. Whatever. Sonya Blade ends up killing Kano, as she always does, which gets his mark of the dragon, which I really hope... In the sequel, if there is a sequel, they bring Kano back because his character was just too good. His character was just too good. Shang Tsung's trying to take over the realm as he always has. This film, it's just not great. The the fight scenes are are great. The the fatalities are awesome. Goro, the the four world, you know the the bloodline of Shao Kahn is in this, and you think he would be a badass, and Cole Young just kind of gets rid of him. Now him murdering him is. Again, the fatalities are cool. I don't want to give away too many of the fatalities because that's some of the best parts. But you just killed off Goro that quickly. And it just it, it, you didn't give Goro that time to. Goro was the underboss under Shang Tsung in the entire franchise. You know, we, we were leading to this. It should have been a huge showdown. And it just it kind of fell flat. This whole thing was supposed to be leading to a tournament. We never really got the tournament tournament. You know. And I think that's what they're leading to in the second one. Um... The, the film, I mean, it's shot well, but again, the dialogue isn't great. The delivery of the dialogue isn't great. The characters just, the casting just didn't work for me. It just, it just didn't fit what I wanted, uh, besides Kano. Kano, again, was amazing. The delivery of everything just it didn't work. The story fell flat. 
the the story's just not there. Again, the people that work on the video games help let them help you write a story because them stories are intricate. They're woven. I mean, I get that maybe you can't do you know everything they do, but it seems like they can make this story tell and tell it properly. Why can't we do this with a film? You know, if you played Mortal Kombat 10 or if you played Mortal Kombat 11, the storyline is just awesome. Even going back to DC versus Mortal Kombat, I know a lot of people hate that game, but the storyline was there and it worked. You have people that can write this. Let them help you move these characters along. They know these characters. Let them move you in an aspect of it. We do get a lot of Easter eggs of former Mortal Kombat contenders as Sonya Blades, basically her wall of exposition that tells you everything about it. That moves it from point A to point B. You get to see Nightwolf. You get to see uh, Cobra Khan. You get to see a bunch of different, you know, fighters from the video game that have fought in Mortal Kombat and, and bore the mark. So you get to see these little Easter eggs in and out. But again, it's not saving it for me. The, the film's just not what I wanted. We have yet to have a Mortal Kombat game become what I want. But I, it, it's difficult. The whole principle of Mortal Kombat is characters fighting each other and it's hard to take a fighting a fighting video game and make it into a movie i get that it's just difficult to do there there's it's hard to take a format like mortal kombat and make it into a film but they do it in the games you know so why can't we do it in in, in a movie form why can't we get that same aspect that same togetherness in a movie form i, I don't understand it the film isn't, again, so if you want to watch it, uh, the fatalities are about the only thing that's worth it in this, the fight scenes. And Kano. You're going to want to watch it for Kano. Everything else is honestly, it's a miss. And I know that they are high on Mortal Kombat. I know it's got a lot of views because people love Mortal Kombat. People want to see Mortal Kombat. So a lot of people have watched this film in theaters. Um, it's one of the highest rating. It beat Justice, Justice League, the Snyder Cut, and Godzilla vs. Kong, and viewerships on HBO Max. You know, so people are interested in this. You have a, a chance to make a real franchise because this franchise can go on and on and on and on. You can always bring characters back that die. You can always add new characters that are added in the game. There's a million ways to get this right, and it seems like they can't get the pieces to fit together. They have all the pieces of the puzzle, but they keep wanting to put the wrong pieces in the wrong places. So that's the issue that comes with this. I hope they can get it right because the guy that played Sub-Zero has signed on for a five-movie deal. So they're going to do a sequel. It's going to happen. This originally, from what I've been reported, was going to be a trilogy. I do think that they're going to move forward with the second one as this one just did so well numbers, just like the last one did. But if you screw up in the second one, there's not going to be a third one as we saw with the previous one. So we're falling down that same rabbit hole, but with new pieces. Hopefully we can figure it out. We can pull that nose up and make the second one the best that it can be. Only time will tell in that. Mortal Kombat is, again, still, it's, it's a great video game. It's fun to play. It's one of the best fighting games. It's not the best fighting game that's ever played. I know, don't at me. I know a lot of people are going to argue about that. But it just, it has all the pieces that there that are there for a great movie and the characters and everything. You just got to find how to put them in the right places. We'll see if they can do it, but the way I look at it is if you want to see the fatalities, if you want to see how the characters are driven and how the characters are put together, then go watch the film. However, don't expect too much from the film, and that's coming from me, a guy that loves pretty much everything. Don't expect too much from this film. It's it's not a fantastic film, and it's still missing that, that, it's missing that heart, and it's missing 
that than pieces that we we want in a Mortal Kombat film. So just go see it. It's if anything, just for Kano and the and the fatalities alone. That's going to be it for this week of uh, the Nerdpool Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Um, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Nerdpool Pod. I am on Instagram at Nerdpool Podcast. I am on Twitch at Nerdpool Gaming. You guys are great. You guys are amazing. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you leave me a review and a rating. It really helps the podcast out. There's not much more I can say. So until next time, that's Nerdpool. See ya.